Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 28th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, it is Victory Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever day you're listening to this. The show, Rory McIlroy, ball frog, goes out and just dominates the match. He goes down, he goes into Max Homa's home turf, a member of the, the Jupiter TGL team, and just whoops him up in his backyard. Wait, is that announced? Are you breaking news here that home is part of the Jupiter Lynx? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I thought that was common knowledge. <laughs> I mean, is anything common knowledge with the TGL? It's one <laughs> one day it's here, next day it's gone. Like, who knows? I mean, we'll see. I'm, I think I'm trending towards being a Jupiter Lynx fan. Just like <laughs> being the most sort of kind of soulless kind of shiftless fan base you know the, the itinerant fan base i think i'm going to be a jupiter Lynx guy i think that's what they don't have a logo they don't have a team it's just a concept it's a, it's a tbd there's a money guy behind it i think and that's about it jupiter Lynx. so our Love boston it. our boston hero goes down to to the swamp and mops up with uh with a local max homa yeah Congrats, local. I think it's kind of a little bit vice versa there. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I got. I was busy. I was busy doing other things. We are doing Netflix uh, Full Swing Thoughts podcast. I was recording that with Joseph last night. A lot of it. The show is very good so far. So at least what we've watched. We have some really good discussions going on that. So that's not a, a, a kind of a misdirection to plug or talk about that, but subscribe to that I didn't really watch a lot of the match, so Rory cleaned up. I I watched it in spurts. I had uh I had quite quite the day. I I gotta say, you know, when people tell you bad things happen in threes, they it's so true. So I uh I get done I get done uh with some stuff. And, so and true. Like get out of here. That's just the biggest like like uh, let me superstitious tell you, nonsense. Talk about it. You could make up three. I had an emergency room visit bad. yesterday. Okay. What a disaster okay. that whole experience is. Oh yeah. What well, did you do? Did you do a hospital ER? Or did you do one hospital of these, ER? Like, urgent, oh yeah, you can't do that. You can't. You can't My daughter had to get a few a stitches, and she's uh -huh. fine. Um, but we were there. I mean, so I'm doing something. My wife. This all happened at the park, you know, and she's got to go. Not West Palm. Park, not West Palm a, Park. A a playground type thing. Yeah. And um. And like, I'm like contemplating going. My wife's like, I don't know if you should go. And I'm like, you know what? It's around dinner time. I'm going to make some food and bring it over so that she can eat. Mm -hmm. And my wife's like, I don't know. They said they're going to be in here any minute. So I go no over way. there. We were there for like three and a half more hours. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Hey. Like if I didn't go, I don't know. 
bad. Then yeah. I come. Then we come home, and our dog shit all over the house. And then my 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 daughter wakes up this morning with with diarrhea. So <laughs> just I mean, unbe- unbelievable run of run of circumstances. But this is the life you've chosen. But you have this a is dog. the thing. These are run on the mill problems. This is the thing. When your team wins the night before, all this is you know you you're able to attack the day. So big win for the frogs. Even if it wasn't a TGL match, you got to think that years from now they're still going to remember when when Rory went into into Max Homa's turf and beat him up. <laughs> Who won? Rory. It was a skins game. Yeah, I know it's Cleaned my job up. to be prepared on this stuff. I watched it. I but watched I did it. Not Don't have worry. the time to get invested. I knew. Is it a match? It's I was all skins. For this Why podcast? was it just the skins game? I get that that's the brand is the match, but and you can do match skins and all that. But uh, Rory won the most ma- uh, skins. Did Max get bageled? I, I saw there yeah, was a lot and, of hype. And about Rose, him. Rose got bageled too. Okay. Okay, so they hate charity. I saw was sort of the punchline around the that, only. But. I think Lexi's only skin win was the second hole, so that was the only other skin she eagled win. Eagled it, right? Yeah, Bobbed great eagle. In. Yeah, I saw that part. Yeah, Lexi was great. I think like the g- general like pre-match stuff was that Lexi was going to be a dud, and I like had this realization watching the match last night. It was the happiest I've ever seen Lexi. She was smiling. She was engaging. She was into it. She was just generally happy. And I think like her on-course demeanor in tournaments, you you watch it and you're kind of like, does this person like golf? And it made me wonder if too much, like there's just, there's not enough of this type of golf. And there's too, there's, because we see, mm. we see, listen, we see the best players in the world and they 90% of the time at, at the very best clip, 90% of the time they fail. Other sports, we see like you could be on a mediocre team and you win 50% of your games and you see the personality usually comes out. The good personality that we love comes out when teams win. Like nobody's like, oh, I love Anthony Edwards because of what he did after they lost a game. They love like the stories that come out when they won and what he said or what he did, the antics with it. So like I'm watching Lexi Thompson in a low stakes thing, and I was like, oh, like this completely changes the way I think about her. And it's because she's not in this like high pressure, high stakes environment where 96% of the time she loses. And you get so much better showcase of a personality when people win or when things are loose. And golf doesn't have a real outlet or TV product that actually can showcase people's personalities. Hmm. Does that make sense? Because the only time bit. we see them is when they're grinding in a tournament and 
6% of the time, 98% of the time, but depending on the career, if you're great, 90% of the time you lose. You're not happy. Uh, I guess. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're that talent of player, I mean, you're that level of player. A lot of these guys are happy taking, you know, 250 grand for finishing seventh and never making a shot on TV. I would just say like, I don't know what you're suggesting. Why we like pro sports, pro pro sports is because of the high pressure situations, because of the grind, because of the the amount of effort, uh, match of luck and skill sometimes it takes to win. The grind that it takes. Um, and she doesn't succeed really well in that. That is pro sports. It is high pressure. It is not low stakes. If we want to create a bunch of events and give them give the kids snow cones and orange slices. I'm not like saying create events. Sporty events so we can see more personality. Fine. I just but think it feels a little you're you're misconstruing what really and I never got to this, so it's not misconstrued. My takeaway was why don't we have just and I know the audience might not be huge for all these things. We just need to have more like practice rounds televised. Nine holes so, mic'd up with with this group mm-hmm. while they play a practice round. And it doesn't have to be the world's greatest production, but what it does is it allows a lens in to their personalities because that, and and listen, Charles Barkley's not going to be involved with everyone who's naturally loosens everybody up, Mm -hmm. who naturally, like I I thought Max and Chuck's back and forth was great. All the great back and forth of the match generally go through Chuck. Right. Yeah, because he's right. easy. Like people, it's he, he's been identified as somebody that you can throw jabs back at without him taking it personally. I think that's his greatest skill of all of, of all of his talent is that he lets stuff roll off his back, takes nothing personally, and people feel like they can say anything to Chuck. Yep. But the whole premise of this is that golf has a problem with fans being able to identify with players. And it's because we never get a lens into players. I guarantee Max is very pop, a very popular player already. Max is more popular today because of last night. He was engaging. He was funny. He was gracious in defeat. He was self-deprecating. It worked really well. Lexi is more likable after last night because she was smiling. You saw her happy. You didn't see her down the stretch. Like, and then if you see her struggle down the stretch, she, there's more compassion with her because there's more fans. Okay. Golf's market like- golf's marketing problem stems from players con- and the tour constantly saying no and putting up gates that prohibit this type of interaction with people. We've got a show for you, Full Swing Season Two. <laughs> I think this you might show like a little sponsored bit. by Full Swing. No, I, 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 well, it just it's on my mind as we watch it now. But um, that's fair. I don't think there's a lot of interest, appetite, or desire to watch practice rounds, to watch a ton of these matches. I just don't think the demand is there for it. But if it serves a dual purpose 
of meeting some minimal demand while also creating more care. Why can't it be a YouTube feed? That's fine. That's because it costs money to produce and make. And yeah, a lot of people just say, how much money? I, 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 you think I'm playing devil's advocate on this. People just say no. Breaking the bank. It has a million subs. Right. The tour will just say, no, we got to We got to save that for uh, the third pension for this guy. Um, Yeah, no, I, I understand it. I understand. I, it's it's an interesting sort of byproduct of these events, right? It is a little bit more identifiability with some of the players. Maybe you didn't realize you needed. I think for me, it speaks larger to the point where um, it'd be good to get more of these mixed. This was the first one with LPGA stars. I'm not uh, suggesting they all need to be that or that's what will make a, or break a match, but it's worthwhile to, I think, m- maybe there's a revel- revelatory performance or whether it's uh, you know off the course with some of these players because a lot of the audience doesn't know the lpga stars as much as they should so that the mixed elements seem to work well the golf course worked well too the golf course was great the park is awesome um i was happy to see it getting its flowers uh i just want to point out for everybody that watched last night the preposterousness that it got the fifth it got rated the fifth best new golf course by golf digest public golf course insanity was that did that was, was behind that make some big graph behind or frisco it was behind uh black black desert which i think was like a ceremonial you know tom was weisskopf last design so because he passed away this year you know mm-hmm. we'll give him second it was behind Lido, the private club in wisconsin in the public course category just you know it's it's just a shame because that golf course should have gotten should have probably won that field i personally saw a lot of the new golf courses and that was the best one that was public. um and i think like it plays well for this kind of thing because of the purpose it also serves right it's yes. not just the quality of the course but the mission and the purpose and the uh, openness of it is is a good story to tell in a broadcast like this i think that elevated it um I think we had good characters. I was in and out. It seemed like they had a good mix. Rory knows how to perform. Uh, Max obviously does. I think it was good to get Rose some juice, push, push her, and Lexi allow allow her to like kind of stretch her legs and shine a little bit. It seems like um, I did like the mixed event nature. I like. I do think it makes sense to. There's an interesting balance between low stakes and goofy and like completely unserious and annoying. And I do think like it's a good chance to do the one club thing, right? You got Rory hitting like a five wood 175 <laughs> and even Max Home was like, holy shot. shit, dude, that's sick. And like, so there's like that balance, right? Between to- complete freak show and like some, let's do something fun, low stakes and really show, show off. Um, and I think they, they're able to hit that a lot of the times with this series where it becomes a little probably over, over uh, entertainment and less competition was with DJ Khaled. Seemed to be a lot of backlash to him. The thing, by the way, I recorded like three podcasts and my kids would not go to sleep for like an hour and a half. It's so it long. It interminable. Well, there's a commercial, a big commercial break between every hole. Like a monster commercial. I It was, was it great for me. hours? I'm, I'm going yeah. to the ER and I'm just like, I had it recorded. So I whipped through all the commercials. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is why it should be a YouTube series. It's why it should be produced. These things don't have to be live. You know, you don't get the DraftKings, and this is where the tour could make this a really awesome product. Is you could make there's no reason the tour couldn't have the best we're playing golf YouTube series out there. Uh I'm workshopping a take that I think the tour gets their hands on more. The more they get their hands on, the more they ruin. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I mean, Give I think this podcast. Else. But they could they could have a piece of the best thing. Here's my fear. Can I just spin off for one second? One second. My fear about whatever this new PGA Tour is going to be, this 18 Primo events or 15 or whatever it is. <laughs> the tour, by and large, the, tour, the tour's championship management for this is inside baseball championship management. Like a lot of these events are run by like the Thunderbirds run the Phoenix Open. The local whatever runs Colonial. Uh, Riviera is now run by uh, the, the swamp. Like an agency. The swamp. The swamp things run the Cognizant. Yes, there's there's like a sometimes it's IMG or something like that. The PGA Tour has its championship management. I was just talking to somebody at Riviera two weeks ago about how when the PGA Tour championship management took over that event is when it went like completely in the toilet, just nosedived immediately. Like 2,000 people started coming to rounds. Person who had long history familiarity with it. Championship management also runs like the WGCs, the President's Cup, which, you know, can be up and down. The uh the the St. Jude's FedEx St. Jude players the players which whatever is done well like the PGA Tour I am scared to death that they are going to start running whatever this new tour is elevated eighteen or whatever it is like they suck at that I'm sorry I don't mean to offend some people who might be in well, the they'll get better there's probably some smart people who are great at it but by and large. They've not been good. Like, just let someone else cherish, own, and coddle their own event as opposed to, you know, helicoptering in and being championship management. Anyways, sidebar after you talked about them running a YouTube, this matches on YouTube feed. I don't necessarily would pick the tour as a first first option, but... Anyways, a success. What would you grade it? The match. I, I uh, it seemed to penetrate a little bit. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I, I maybe maybe a C plus. I don't know. What's DJ Khaled's deal? What does he do? I mean, the guy made a bunch bunch of hits. Ah, he can do he can do whatever he wants. Verb for he it. can do whatever he wants now. He beat Charles. Know? He beat Charles Barkley in a match yesterday. I don't know if you heard that. I tell you what. I didn't, you know, I wasn't familiar with him. Uh, I mean, I'm very familiar. I joined Snapchat many years ago, just DJ Khaled. I was told I had to watch all his stuff. I was familiar enough with him. But not until I watched the highlights of that match did I realize if he wasn't so rotund, you could fit him in your pocket. He's like 5'6". Charles is not tall. He's an NBA player. Charles is 6'4". Okay. He's not like 6'7". He's a power four. You remember, he's notoriously like yeah, a, the round great mound, short the rebounders of all rebound. time. But DJ Khaled, holy crap, he's a little, he's a short little guy. I didn't realize he was like five, six. He's got, he'd be pushing woozy. 
<laughs> he's small. They do some creative sort of editing with I, him on the jet ski and stuff to make him look bigger than he is. I got. Go a lo- I love that he got he got just pulled from the telecast. Somebody finally just put a stop to him. There's just no more Dickalit. He had he had he he overstayed his welcome at the match, which has got to be a very <laughs> high bar. It's like to clear that to get the to get yanked from a match broadcast <laughs> is excessive, over the top like behavior, and he somehow accomplished that last night. Like, think, of- think about how how thirsty these things are. You get yeah. DJ Khaled there. Think about the well, behavior you have to have to showcase in order to get pe- pulled out of that. That's his bit. He's got nothing else but, else but the thirst. That's his thing. It's what he does. He says the same thing over and over. We the best. <laughs> Well, one place I don't hope we don't overstay our welcome, like DJ Khaled, is our destination next week, Northern Ireland. We are very excited to get over there. We mentioned this on Monday with your Do you passport. Think DJ Khaled spent Northern Ireland. Hey, did you get your passport today? You said I'm Tuesday. picking it up this afternoon. Wow! Uh, finishing right. this pod, getting in when the it's car, in hand. going down to the okay. passport office. All right, fabulous. You're going to need it because we're going to Northern Ireland. We're flying to Dublin. Next week, we're pumped and driving up. We're going to hit Royal County down. We're going to hit Port Rush, Port Stewart, host of the uh, Irish Open this year at RCD. Then, obviously, the Open Championship next year at Royal Port Rush. Uh, we're going to hit a few others. Might hit some culture. So, a little bit in Belfast. A few of you, after we announced on Monday, have sent some good recommendations. Please keep them coming. Um, we're very excited. Very excited to get over there. Do a little content. We're going to have a new podcast feed. Now... Just because, you know, it's just what the world needs, more golf podcasts. We promise it will not be that. It's going to be around the trip. It's going to be called Explorations. That's with two Gs, not an X, a little cheeky on the fried egg golf uh, moniker. Explorations, Northern Ireland. And the idea is, you know, we'll do a few more of these, go some other places. The podcast feed will be Andy and I, and if two of our colleagues, uh, Matt and Cameron. Maybe some guests. Maybe some guests. But it might be a 10-minute podcast one day about, you know, the daily win you might have had or the daily misadventure that you might have had, losing this or getting, you know, pops or, or whatever. Maybe we end up in the ER and you need to know why, what happened. Uh, obviously, we will have Maybe we'll dive. do some from the pub. We'll do longer podcasts on the courses themselves where we kind of stretch our legs and let your sort of expertise shine on, hey, this was pretty cool about Royal County Down is a good golf course is not a good like as we hear uh you know why it is why is it good what popped for you we'll talk about what we're excited about it'll just be a wide ranging bunch of episodes some of them maybe seven minutes some of them maybe 50 minutes uh when we get deeper into the courses but we'll be doing it as we're on the road um and this is a thing hopefully you know you can use if you ever want to take a trip to ireland northern ireland um, or, you know, on a subsequent trip we take, it'll be Explorations is the feed. And then obviously go to visit uh, Ireland.com slash golf. Uh, if you want to start looking into your own trips over there, they've helped us tremendously uh, trying to sort ourselves uh, on a quick turnaround for sure, especially with your passport. So we're pumped to get over there. Subscribe to that feed. Well, it should be pop 
popping up in the next day or two. Right? It should be available. Allegedly, I don't want to be premature here. We're telling Might you to subscribe available. to something that doesn't exist yet, but it'll be we'll we'll get it up there. So I submitted look out for it. that. So it should be up there at some point. Okay. All right. Should be up there. Um should we swing around? Let's do whip around Wednesday. Do you have any whip other match around. thoughts you want to clear out? Um on the match. I think we're good. I didn't, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I think they can keep that franchise alive, but you know, they can't you know, uh, it can't do it regularly, in my opinion. I, 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 guess, I guess, like, one thing I was super impressed with is Rory's wedge play was great. I know this is a non-serious event, but he hit a lot of great wedges, which is always, like, kind of a question. He His wedge play looks much improved this year. Um, so I will say that, including the walk-off one that he hit to um, to, to, to ice the playoff win. So yep. that was one, you know, just... And then I thought, you know, I, yeah. So that's all, that's all I got really from okay. the match. All right. Whip around Wednesday, Anthony Kim, witness the dance of redemption, the live golf promo code, uh, promo video, not promo code, promo video from Jetta. Uh, as preposterous as you would expect, I'm not even going to fault them. We're used to their cutting up the footage with the eyeballs and the trees blowing in the wind and weird sort of B-roll. But the scripting, like, and this goes back to the Sunday Red. (laughs) Uh, This isn't a, these aren't clothes for a lifestyle. These are clothes for your life. Like, we just don't need to make everything overdramatic. These marketing people, look. We lose sight of what actually matters when we try to say everything is the biggest freaking deal, whether it's a sweater or it's Anthony Kim, the preposterous Shakespearean language, the saccharine purple text and, and, and scripting of this witness, the dance of redemption. What's he being redeemed from? What is he? What's the redemption about? What's the dance is so dumb is ridiculous way to reintroduce him. It's unbecoming. Uh, not that he cares. He's over there in t-shirt and shorts, taking a swings. He's back. He's going to play as a wild card. And I don't know what to expect. I think he'll probably finish in the bottom. It felt like uh, a LeBron. Six. It felt like a LeBron promo meets Dune. What? What are you bringing LeBron into this? Witness. For? LeBron doesn't do promo. Oh, witness. Yeah, I mean from fifteen years ago. <laughs> witness. That's you can't have that. You can't That's have when that the script. Bulls, the Bulls and Cavs had bad blood. You can't have that script. You just can't say that it makes well, no sense anyway i mean he's you back. can't have that script taylor Taylor gooch shouldn't be talking about an asterisk to the masters when 20 percent of of the field is live players or 20 percent of live is in the field so yeah we've got Talor. I mean, live is live can't do a lot of things and they do them it's insane live is live is not a serious organization Talor, not the brightest bulb on the strand, uh, as we've seen a few times since he left for live and, and become more of a public figure. Apparently thought he was just going to play one event. <laughs> Suddenly realized he was suspended or banned or whatever. Just did totally misunderstood the situation. Then he compared live uh, Pumpkin Ridge to a Ryder Cup. Uh, I believe it was Pumpkin Ridge to a Ryder Cup scenario. Ryder Cup, which he's never been a part of. Now he's suggesting that if Rory 
were to win the Masters in a couple months, it would absolutely have an asterisk next to it because I don't know. It's relying on the OWGR. There's not enough live guys in it. I guess like I'm okay with live guys just doing their thing, but just take your money, man. Just take your money and shut up. Is that fair? Is that harsh? Is that just, am I trying to curtail free speech? Like he's allowed to say it. We're allowed to then have fun with it and amuse it. Like we don't have to take him seriously or suggest that what he's arguing for a legitimate point. But like some of these guys who got the money continue to make a bunch of money and then continue to fill their diapers about every little kind of grievance is really sort of hard to take. I'm, open to a bunch of pro live arguments from players, but I just feel like a few of them like go out and do it somewhere else. I'm sorry, man. Like that's fine. You may think you're a top 40 player in the world, the top 30 player in the world, but this is the arrangement you signed up for and you've been handsomely compensated for it. And Liv has not been blackballed completely from the majors. It just hasn't. Joaquin Neiman just got an invitation. So, like, Talor winning a few a few events in Adelaide and Singapore, and now we're supposed to bend the knee. A year ago. I, I think is ridiculous. Not only bend the knee, it delegitimizes every major championship. Like, come on. Oh, and now... I'm not going to say who we've lost our minds with this shit, man. We've lost our minds. Uh, someone, a very uh, national golf voice on a mainstream outlet, not pro live a mainstream outlet here, like suggested, like somehow was making the, the comp today about when the masters prohibited blacks from playing in the field with this, like what are we talking about with live players there's no comp there's like the live guys made this choice with their eyes wide open there's people just making the dumbest most sort of baseless arguments they made this choice and there were consequences to it some of them handsome some of them like you might not get in on an OWGR ranking and if they were lied to by Greg Norman that's their thing they got to sort out with Greg Norman. Uh, but just to keep stomping their feet until they get what they want, I, it, it's a strategy, but I don't have to have sympathy for it. Do you think there'll be an asterisk? <laughs> I got to give credit here where credit, you know, this is this is a great tweet by Sally at No Laying Up here. Um, what he said, here's the top 50 in the data golf rankings, which... Includes live. Yes. With whoever is not eligible and bold. So he gets to 28, which is Dustin Johnson. Unless that was Zach Johnson. Do you think it was Zach or Dustin Johnson? It just says Johnson. Yeah, I don't think it was Zach. (laughs) Who is eligible? Dustin Johnson is eligible. 29, Ben On, who's currently in the top 50 in the OWGR. Okay. Number 30 is Bo Hostler. 40 is Gooch. Bo Hostler's 30th in the world. In the data golf ranking. He's been playing great. I know he's been doing well. Yeah. 
42 is Bezadenhout, 47 is Hoygaard, and 48 is our favorite 4A guy, Steven Yeager. Yeah. So anyways, his point. So currently the Masters field would be without Bo Hostler, Gooch, Bezadenhout, Rasmus Hoygaard, and, and Steven Yeager. And with a straight face, Taylor Gooch said it's going to have an asterisk on it. it yeah. It's just... By the way, I I don't think you're going to win friends in green jackets talking like this, right? Seems like a bad approach to take if you're Liv or trying to argue on behalf of Liv. I don't think the Masters... Uh, did you see that John Rahm sit down with Marty Smith? He did an interview yeah. with ESPN. And he kind of, from my interpretation portrayed or used the masters appeared as like a pawn right it was like a it was like a chip in my larger calculation of going to live or the pga tour and i don't think they probably want to be sort of understood in that context you want to win our tournament because it's a prestigious tournament and it's a it's you know a defining victory in your career and i just thought the way Rob contextualized winning, that winning the Masters little... is a, is a, is now has the added pressure of knowing you can go get your payday from Liv, and it changed the calculus for him. <laughs> I was like, "Huh? Why didn't just like?" Of course, winning the Masters triggers a new life of fame and benefits, but it was just I, I if I were the Masters, I wouldn't have loved being. It, it was just like framed in this way as if they were a chip and a, and a pawn almost. And now you've got Gooch suggesting their tournament is, is illegitimate because I don't know. They've, they've sort of gone out of their way to make sure their live guys are included, whether that's major performance or even a special invitation with Joaquin Neiman. Gooch is just not the swiftest deer in the forest. Um, Go ahead. You say the, pro- the the thing about Gooch too is like he's just not good enough to talk like this. Like, yes, yes. That's the thing. If you I know he's the- played, I know he had a career year last year. You could say it's a career year, no matter. Like, oh, it, it was live. Like people discounted. He had a great year last year, but he's still like that year wasn't that great. I put him in the just a guy category really as just so there was some live population in that star tier. But I don't even know if he's that. Like there's a lot of guys out there. Like, We're not talking about John Rahm or, or DJ here. We're talking about Talor. Out of, right, out of the Masters. A, a guy who's like, okay, he'd probably be in if he was playing on the PGA Tour. But yeah. I keep, you know what you always have to tell yourself when you're doing something and there's some drawbacks, but you got pay, paid well for, you know, it's like your job, you know, oh, I don't like doing this part of my job. Well, you know what I always like to say to myself in those times? That's what the money's for. Um, and, I, and they got go plenty ahead. of money to be excluded from majors. Yeah, it. it and they're not that there are avenues. Here's the other thing. Remember, he didn't do sectional qualifying. 
When they, like, I thought yeah. the USGA kind of shafted him. I thought the USGA did some Mickey Mouse shit blocking him out, like changing, subtly changing it, their language last year. But then, like, he still kind of kicked and screamed and just didn't even try to sectional qualify. Like This, so this is the guy same guy just, that was waiting outside TPC Southwind in a car with Hudson Swafford. While suing his tour. Yeah. While suing his tour. So I just... I. I don't have a ton of sympathy for anything he has to say. And and he's kind of lost. However good his play is, he's sort of lost the, uh, the pulpit to speak with any credibility. Well, I get, I don't know if you, if you can lose something, if you never had it, <laughs> I I guess I'd be more empathetic if you didn't have a history of saying dumb shit or being really sort of an agitator anyways. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, one thing we get paid for, do our job, is partner with B. Dratty. And one thing, we have no drawbacks. There were no sacrifices in this regard because they are, they got a suit us, they got a suited and booted for Ireland via zero restriction. Look at uh, you. You look at you. You're giddy. I'm not even, this is not part of the ad. You're smiling ear to ear about incoming. I can't, can't apparel. wait. Just got 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 all my wishes answered. This is uh, they really they are making sure you know the weather can be a big question mark in Northern Ireland in March. Yeah, but we're going to be able to play in everything because of not only the Beedratty, the comfy sweaters, sweatshirts, the Beedratty, the awesome loungewear, the long sleeve polos, which I'm wearing one right now. You got um, into that. You're into the Jack Polo these days. I am. It's comfy. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. I think I just said yep. comfy. Um, <laughs> comfy. Um, but the uh, also the zero restriction stuff, which our, our promo code works at both zero restriction.com and be dratty. Um, couple SGS highlights 30. that SGS I got 30. coming that I can't right, wait don't, for. Don't strut. Don't flaunt. Yeah, go ahead. What, what You're you got? just mad that you didn't ask for it. I asked for a cashmere, sw- a, a cashmere hoodie. They're sending it along. This is a showpiece. This is one. If you want to just, you got a big birthday, something, swing for the fence, ask for this. They make What's high our quality pro- stuff. Our promo code is 30. So you SGS get, 30. It's an expensive yeah. piece, but you get 200 bucks off. There you, there you go. And it's, it's what you will cherish having an item of clothing. You will love having it. Like, again, what I said at the top, of course, they are partners with us. Um, we have a financial arrangement with them, but this is stuff like we consider fortunate. Like we don't have to bend over backwards. We're not forcing the issue, having to wear their stuff, having to talk about it. Um, we've, they've been a great partner to us. They help us create content, get out on the road. Like we're doing next week, like we do around the masters and other major championships. They've been Become good friends. We literally know Billy Dratty. We know the person making this stuff, thinking about this stuff. Um, and I know, like you guys, like to support us. This is a way to do that. Uh, we could not uh, kind of speak more highly, and that's not just the ad reader bullshit. Uh, speak more highly of, of what they've done for us, meant to us, and kind of how easy it is to kind of slip into their products. We don't feel like we're forcing the issue. Feel this is our style. It's been great. They've got many more options, much more versatile uh, as they kind of evolve as a brand themselves. 
And uh, yeah, they've got a hefty, nice little promo code for us. SGS30 at bdratty.com and zerorestriction.com. All right, moving on. Live Golf partners with Caffeine. Not This is Whip Around Wednesday. Do you know what Caffeine is? I was reading, honestly, pretty impressive. Friday broadcasts. Pretty impressive list of investors Caffeine has. Andreessen yeah. Horowitz on that list. Oh, look That's at a, you. you live in California for a year or two. And I worked for a company that was biggest. that was that they invested in. This Mark is pre pre Eggland. I knew I knew. I all understand. About I'm just saying. You're just all into your. your I'm not. Th- I, I'm, there in I'm Northern more, California. I'm more disconnected with the venture capital scene than any point in my life. In my uh, adult life. Uh, so they're doing that. A little more coverage. Um, what else do we have? Is Rory going to live? Big question. Chubby Chandler's out there spouting off. I saw this. Chubby Chandler says, if you were being cynical, you might say he's going to sign for about $810 million in a month's time with Liv because he's paving the way that Liv's okay now, whereas it wasn't. Who knows? He doesn't need $810 million, but it's odd what he's done, and I'm sure it's a possibility. If he does it or not, I don't know. But if Rob can do it, most guys can do it. He realizes the whole bickering and fighting is no good for golf. The man in the street must find it appalling, the sums of money being spoken about. Uh, I would just say, like, this got a lot of run. Rory McIlroy's former agent says he could go to live. Um, I guess it wouldn't, like, floor me. I would also say Chubby Chandler probably has zero insight into Rory's frame of mind on that decision or if he were even contemplating it. I think Chubby Chandler's writing a book. This may be a part of trying to create... uh... Yeah, of his uh, profile interest around it. Yeah, um, so again, two things could be true. It could happen. I don't think it's going to, and that Chubby Chandler would have no r- real insight into if it, if it did. So, Greg Norman has texted. Go ahead. Go I ahead. think I don't. I mean, I think obviously, um, I don't. I don't think that is going to happen. I, I I could be wrong, but it seems like he's fairly tied in with with the tour and has a prominent voice TGL. With, with the with the group of investors so yep. i don't think yep. that that's really you know a yeah i think he's trying to explore the and and push the best way that he thinks the tour should go and i think that you know, I was thinking about this as like you know there's the this is really hard you're hurting cats you're trying to get you know, probably 10 players on the PGA Tour rowing in the same direction, and all of them have a little bit different financial calculuses, personal motive calculuses. And and I think that's just that's what Rory's attempting to do is he's trying to push um, the 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 direction of the tour in where he wants that that to go. Um, you can agree or disagree with what yeah. he which right. what he thinks, but I think that's what's happening now is he's, you know, attempting to maneuver things in a certain direction. Okay. New hospitality. I know you're very excited about that <laughs> coming to East Lake. Look at that laugh. <laughs> They're renderings. It's just, there's never been a better time to be a renderings company. Whether it's that's, the TGL dome real. that turned that's into a bubble or the renderings of hospitality at East Lake, the climate control, because of course, they're playing in freaking August. They need climate-controlled I, hospitality or else everybody's going to be walking around like Lucas Glover. These fancy kind of wine and dine people, they want to 
My put, favorite put thing is they're doing this and literally in like a year, this new investor group might be like, you know what? We're not doing this tour championship at East Lake anymore. Whip around Wednesday. Greg Norman is texting. I, it's also decade. like PGA what? Tour HQ2. Like they're building the second monstrosity building in Ponte Vedra. I don't they're... Go ahead. I don't think it's a crazy thought. If you if you're an investor in in Ponte, in in the PGA Tour, you might say, "Hey, listen, we can't retain we can't attract top talent to Ponte Vedra, Florida." We need to have a, an HQ, like a, a big uh, footprint in New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco or a place that is known for top-end job talent. And I, I think that that is a legitimate thing. And meanwhile, they're just <laughs> like, obviously, you can't stop. But I think this is, this is one of the, like, this is inside baseball, super deep in the weeds. But when we when this all shakes out, we see what maybe one of the stu- what some of the stupidest spends were on, and it's just going to be you know it's going to be written off in the at the end of the day by all the money coming in. But like you know this building here, completely never used, you know, it's now leased out to some like you know <laughs> some amalgamation of insurance companies in in the Ponte Vedra area. <laughs> Let's try to think of a good one. Like a a tropical smoothie cafe becomes that. Jamba juice. Their their cafeteria turns into tropical smoothie cafe. I uh well they're building or in process like twelve TV studio. Like the the the, Yes. The PGA Tour Entertainment's gonna have like twelve studios or something crazy like that. I don't know if that means they're gonna move all of golf channel into it or what's the future holds for that, but that's a lot of studios. Are they making that much programming? Maybe if they do your little YouTube practice round shows, they'll need more studio space. I don't know. But yes, there's there's extra room. Uh, And they have new hospitality. Greg Norman is texting Hideki. He was just excited to tell us. (laughs) I sent a text. I would like Hideki to come to live. I, I would like him to come to live. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start texting maybe. people and then telling people I texted them. One way text? Yeah, oh, I was texting way. with uh, Tiger yesterday. I think um, Tiger's going to come on the podcast. I sent an email to Steinberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rob said Tiger didn't answer his text. He said he's spoken to Rory, but he hasn't. T- I mean, a lot of people made aggregated headlines out of that so greg norman's texting hideki uh, tiger's well, given rom the norman treatment <laughs> that's true last bit of a uh, little little whip around wednesday and we'll do a quick schedule i love this from the irish independent reminded me of dj winning the uh aeon the nicholas jacklin award <laughs> irish golfer joe lyons forced to bin which means throw out good term bin spanish seniors trophy as Ryanair refuses to bend the rules. First of all, they Ryanair, he's flying Ryanair back from the Spanish Seniors Am, which, you know, I guess that's not the biggest purse or it's an amateur. You know, it's not the big, it gives you a sense of where the guy's at. They won't let him bring his trophy on. So he, they've got this sad little picture of it at the like TSA or whatever the equivalent is. 
There's just this trophy sitting on the table. Ryanair, let him take his trophy. I guess it's your fault for flying Ryanair. We will not be doing that when we come to Dublin and Northern Ireland. But it just it just cracked me up. This is the this is the precise DJ Nicholas Jacklin Award treatment. He left the plate on this private jet, not the Ryanair securities <laughs> checkpoint. And we were told stories of the college friends told stories of DJ <laughs> winning college tournaments and putting trophies in the in the garbage can at Kroger when they went to the grocery store or Publix after after the tournament. So this is the DJ story. It amused me on the Irish Independent. Uh, there's a Spanish senior amateur trophy out there in the airport if you want one. Schedule for the week this week. All we have is Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches, PGA National Resort. Historic stop. You want to hear a tour, shitty, but no Honda. Go ahead. A shitty uh, TSA. I got. I, I I had to ask a question. Yeah. So I got I got popped um, on the way way back some from somewhere for toothpaste. Orlando and I had, I was behind you. Was it Orlando? When we were coming from yeah. the PGA show. And the toothpaste was a bigger container, but it was on its last legs. Yeah, but they can't see that, man. They look at the container. Is it over three point this whatever ounces? Anybody I with, agree. A, with any sort, there needs to be some discretion here. I'm like, there's, there's only like four squeezes of toothpaste Bluff. left. Yeah, I agree. They've cracked down then, on that. Then I get home. And I don't have a toothpaste. So I had to use my wife's like hippie brand and that, you know, like uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kept You're going for like You're brushing your teeth with days. like processed leaves or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the guys really jammed me. You always forget when something gets commandeered that you don't have it. Sure. Like it's an They've- inconsequential thing. We have pre-check. You have pre-check. It feels like they're cracking down on that a little bit more. The the liquid over the the shaving cream or whatever else being over the, you know, shampoo over this that the other. It used to you could just that's fly you, right that's through. That's why you need. That's why you need your Oars and Alps travel and Alps gear. travel kit. Oh, let's get it on plan third ad read here. <laughs> um, so the Cognizant Classic at the PGA National Resort in Palm Beach Gardens. This is three two to six on Golf Channel. Two to six. Thursday, Friday, and then it finishes at six on NBC. Um, notables in the field are Fitz, Fowler, Kirk, Kucher, Minwoo Lee, Shane Lowry, Roy McElroy, playing again at his quote unquote hometown event, Justin Rose, and Gary Woodland. Uh, do you have a one and done pick for the Cognizant Classic oh. at the Palm Beaches? I mean, Can this we just is call this- it the Honda still. Can we just please still call it the Honda? I love that Sean Martin, friend of the pod, did this lengthy, lengthy thread about a flashback to a, yeah. pre, uh, uh, a Honda of years ago. And he yeah. said, back at the 86, Cognizant. I feel like he's probably just tweaking, kind of a cat, chumming the waters for us on that one. You know, there's a big storyline that nobody's talking about here. What? The number one player in the world's back. He's playing again. Matthew Pavon? Pavon? Huh? Bovo. He's held on to the number one t- spot in the world despite not playing at Riviera. I mean, that gives you kind of gives you an indication of how dumpy the first quarter of the year has been for the PGA Tour. Bovo. He's not even playing, and there's just not somebody doing well enough to overtake him. I don't know. Not been Who's a good your pick. Pod. 
I am going to take, unless it rains on the 18th tee. I was thinking about this. Leading to a low hard hawk of 220 <laughs> yards. I love Shane Lowry at uh, at at the Honda. He's always done well here. But always makes content, whether he, he launched one in the middle of the bear trap lake there uh, and just dropped a bunch of F-bombs. He's always been a kind of fixture, but obviously he's played well. I'm going to take Shane Lowry. He's doing better or improved, I guess. Um, I'm going with Shane Lowry. He's my guy for Honda. I'm, you know, I am fairly certain that nobody, nobody in this field has won in the area as much as this man. I know where you're going. He is a 58-time winner in the swamp. A 58-time winner in the swamp. If anybody's ready to deal with the unique conditions that the Honda, the Cognizant sometimes presents with weather, wind, I guarantee a few of those. Oh yeah, he's definitely, definitely won at at um, National PGA PGA National, National without sure. a doubt. A few the of them other have had or this one. Okay. Oh, I mean, he sh- he surely won at the states. He's probably won at the uh, <laughs> the Sarazen or whatever the one is. And he's uh, he's won a lot at Abacoa. You got to look at Abacoa on the way past. Some impressive fountains in the, from the main street there. I'm taking Eric Cole. Okay. Runner up last year. Trendy pick this week. I feel like. Listen, I Eric Cole up. You got if you were if you were picking a picking an animal to win in a swamp fight, why wouldn't you pick a gator? Is he a gator? Did he go to Florida? I'm saying an alligator. Oh, he's the animal. Yeah, the animal. Yeah. You know, you want a guy that tried tried and true king of the swamp, and Eric Cole is undoubtedly a king of the swamp. Okay, you wouldn't want a bear. Because there's a trap for those. Again, just to reiterate my la- the misnomer of the bear trap. It's a human trap. And Jack Nicholas was nicknamed the bear. It's a human trap, not a bear trap. Do you think there are bears in the swamp? No. No. There's Jack Nicholas as the bear. But there are I, bears I, in Florida. I think we've covered that, right? Yes, absolutely. Bears. I think we have covered that. A weekly bear update on that i think uh oh elsewhere schedule for the week hey we have, where would you where would you recommend people dine if they were if they were going to the swamp based off of our choices where, um, where would you recommend a, a player coming I, in for the first time a rookie i like the uh what was the name of the sushi place we got sushi it was like a hog snappers yeah it's a good good scene in there not pretentious good food could wear a t-shirt um, I like the lunch spot we went to. Tacos. Papa, Papa Chulos. Yeah. Kind of a little too like on the too loud main street for me. But uh the food was great. Hog Snappers was high high quality stuff without being too pretentious. Where would you recommend as sort of a, a semi swamp creature? Um I don't know. Lucky Shuck. We like that down there on the uh on the water there. We had a good dinner there. Great Maybe the woods. Everybody's got to go experience the woods. You didn't get to go. Maybe the maybe the one big miss of the trip. I, did you see that guy who was Charlie Woods' security guard or whatever that was? The guy escorting him from the uh, parking lot 
<laughs> looked yeah. like he was like a waiter at the woods. Like this guy yesterday was, you know, down on his luck at the Chili's in Jupiter. And now he's working for Tiger. He's ordering food out of a spiral notebook menu. One minute. And then he's like escorting Charlie through the pre-qualifier parking lot the next. I didn't know where that guy came from. Um, all right. I think that does. Oh, LPGA Tour. Other schedule for the week. We have the HSBC Women's World Championship at Sentosa. Famous Sentosa. Yours. You're uh, long-standing Singapore. They're trying to get you to come over there, right? One on of the greatest courses in the world. Uh, Jin Yun Ko goes for a third straight uh, at this event, the HSBC Women's. It's overnight golf, 9.30 p.m. Eastern to 2.30 a.m. Eastern. That is Wednesday through Saturday night. And that is our full schedule for the week. Just two events. Anda. Oh, I guess we have Liv Jetta. We'll talk about that. That doesn't start till Friday. We'll talk about that Friday. Anthony Kim is back. Does it start um, Friday or Thursday? I guess it's Thursday night. I guess it's Thursday night. All right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday.